Welcome to the Shri Parasha Study Parashat Tetzaveh. Of course, this week is also on Friday, Megillah Esther, and we'll spend a little bit of time focusing on Rashi's commentary on the Megillah instead of Parashat Tetzaveh. I will thus ask a little bit of a trivia question. Hazal actually make a connection to a Pasuk in Parashat Tetzaveh to the Megillah, if anybody knows that connection. Let us know, and uh, we'll uh, be able to appreciate the connection of the parashat to the Megillah. So on that note, I'm going to take a look at a couple of pesukim in the Megillah that seem to be describing Vashti in the beginning, and then one pesuk about Esther. And Ashid does something very interesting. When it says in Hashirush's party, Bayum Hashivi'i, that he asked Vashti to come, she comments and says, Rabotino Amru Shabbataya. Shabbat. Okay, fine. Yom Shabbat. Could be Shabbat. Why not? The seventh day, the seventh day of the party, also the seventh day of the week. The next Rashi, the Tema'in Hamalka Vashti, Vashti refused to come in front of a Hashverosh when he asked her to come. Rashi comments and says, Rabotino Amru, Fisha Prahaba Sarat, Kedesh Tema'in Bitehare. She had sara'at, and therefore she refused to come in front of a hashiro. She didn't want to be embarrassed. And God made her get the sara'at, so she would refuse, and then she would be able to, a hashiro would kill her. Why? Why was God out to get Vashti? Because she would make, force her Jewish slaves to walk around naked. And additionally, and she would force him to do Malachah on Shabbat. So therefore, the decree was she was going to have to come naked in front of a Hashverosh on the day of Shabbat. And you almost get the sense, as you read these two Rashis, you're taking a story that has nothing to do with Am Yisrael, and you're inserting Am Yisrael in the story. Now, obviously, we know from the continuation of the story, right? Esther is going to come into play. But we, you know, we tend to read the story oftentimes, different commentaries based off the other Midrashim that Vashti was was perhaps a foreigner to the kingdom. It was a power play, a struggle of disrespect, and it's read into the to, to the Pesukim. She calls herself Hamaka Vashti. Hashverosh calls her Vashti Hamaka. Okay, fine, right? Different, different ideas. Chazim Midrash says, no, 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 forget about all of that. That she is telling us, focus on the idea of Shabbat, Yom Shabbat, she must have been, she's going to come naked, she must have forced Amisrael, the daughters of Amisrael, to be naked. And therefore, there's this interesting connection. We're making it about Judaism and about her relationship to Jews, which is not explicit in the text. Now, she does something very similar in the next, in, in the next chapter. When it says, in instead, he told us there, don't tell anybody your nationality, where you come from. And notice what normally we talk about, we, the regular explanation we give, she was Jewish, she felt uncomfortable, she's hiding her identity. We may, might mention your safe, draw a biblical parallel. Now she says, no, 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 none of that. But rather, she doesn't talk about a family. So they're going to assume she doesn't have a prominent family, and therefore 
she's not talking about it. So then they won't respect her and they'll send her free. She immediately, oh, but if they find out she but if Hashverosh in the palace, they found that she was from the family of Shaul HaMelech, who was the king, they would make sure to keep her because she was from a royal lineage. Now you understand what this means, meaning that she is saying it has nothing to do, we're not talking about her not revealing her Judaism, that she is saying she can't reveal her lineage within Judaism about a king who reigned approximately 500 years beforehand, who was not a dynastic king, him and his son reigned for two and a half years until his son got his head chopped off, and then that reign came to an end, so probably nobody really ever knows about Machut, Shaul, if you are non-Jew sitting around, you're going to know the Jewish history from 500 years beforehand, and that this is important to you. We get the sense, if I could put it differently, that both of these comments of Rashi, you're forcing an issue almost, it feels like, that's that's just not there, and you're making it Jewish-centric and values within Judaism about Shabbat and about being modesty and about Mishpahat Shaul. What, what does this have to do? What does anybody ever care about that? And I think I think there's something really very important about this idea. And what Rashi is trying to guide you to is a sense of Jewish pride. Meaning, Rashi as the teacher, what does he want to elicit from the students who are studying his commentary? What does he want them to feel? He wants them to feel pride in their Jewish heritage. You can't mess with Shabbat. You can't mess with Beno Israel and their modesty. Shaul is royalty, even 500 years ago, right? Yeah, no. And that would have affected the king of Persia's decision over who he's marrying. Rashi is instilling pride in Judaism to his students. It makes sense specifically in the story of Megillah Esther, right? We could almost naturally get the sense the whole story of Megillah Esther is about Jewish pride. And here we have an interesting Rashi selecting Midrashim that seem to be almost, there's no real need for them from the textual perspective. We probably have more interesting answers, Lafia Peshat, but Rashi creating an environment of a Judaism-centric thing and everybody cares about Judaism and therefore Rashi is out to get Jewish people. Hashem is out to get her in response because she's out to get the Jewish people and why she's trying to make them violate their values, Hashem is going to make her be punished for that. Shaul and the royal lineage of Am Yisrael, the previous royal lineage from Am Yisrael, and this is what has an impression to, for the Jewish people to feel good about their values, to feel good about their lineage, and that's really ultimately the true message of Megillah Esther. So I think it's a really very nice little window into the Megillah based on these comments that seem to be a little bit off. So again, Megillah Friday, and then Parashat Tetzaveh on Shabbat, and hopefully you'll find the connection between Parashat Tetzaveh and Megillah Esther. Shabbat Shalom and Purim Sameach.